like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... This is going to be a very good podcast. I hope you bitches are ready for the best podcast ever. Hey, you know what? Buckle up, fuckos. Buckle up, Because this train is barreling down the tracks. And there is a real tight curve up ahead. And I'm not taking my foot off of the coal. Oh, God. Horseshoe Bend is coming up. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. This here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Smooshery. Smooshery. Oh, Just smooshery. Just Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, you guys are in for a treat for this special episode. For this special doubled up episode. Booze and Brews podcast. We are the podcast that tells each other ghost stories and drinks thematically appropriate beers. <laughs> I think about what I was saying. In a very William Shatner-esque delivery. Look, I was trying to make sure it was We are the Booze and Bruce podcast. I wanted to make sure it was in English. We are in English. Well, in grammatically sort we of correct. We had beers. Nah, we've had a lot <laughs> of beers. And my favorite William Shatner quote, don't tell me how to do it. Don't tell me how to do it. It Don't me. tell it me how to do it. Sickens it me. sickens me. <laughs> um, We're on beer uh, Probably six? three or four at no, this point. No, because I've had Two? I've had two of these. I've had four of these. I had two of those. And then one. Guys, drunk math is not good math. We've Five. had beers. Yeah, I've had a, some beers. Yeah. We've had beers. And all the beers were from Belgium. And you know those Belgish people love drinking. Booze. Booze. Except this Gnomes. one. Gnomes. The beer we are currently <laughs> drinking is from England. Not the in- English Belgium. beer. <sighs> it's refreshing. It, it is. is uh, it After all of the high like gravity. It's the sort of thing you would drink if you were, say, in a castle that had just been built. Like a, would, like like a, you, like like a, a brand new, new castle? Like yeah. a brand like new a, one? Yeah. New like brand a brand new like castle. A, like a new castle. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. What color are the stones? Brown. They'd be brown. <laughs> okay. It'd be brown. Like a brown ale color. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. With some golden highlights. Mm. I'm doing a lot of moonbeam hand, hand gestures. Yeah, there's a lot of hand gestures. I am gestures. doing wizard hands. Wizard Mwah. hands. Welcome to wizard. Welcome to wizard hands. <laughs> so yeah, wizard hands a podcast. We have introduced ourselves. Yeah, we. You know who we are. You yeah, know who no, we don't are. You do know who that. The- don't. That makes me so nervous. I'm gonna not do that. Yeah, she Melissa was had her to n- prop new- her notebook up with a full beer, and I was like, that ends in disaster. Would you no. like me to don't, bring you something to prop that with, dear? No, no, no. Don't tell me how don't to do it. Don't tell me how to do it. Do. It sickens me. <laughs> Uh, so if you are a uh, long time listener, <laughs> I was looking for oh, words. Shit. I is looking for words. Wow. If you're a long time listener of the podcast, you will have listened to last week's episode yep. and know that we're doing double troubles yep. today, which double trouble leads to just that. It leads trouble. to us drinking a lot of beers in a short amount of time. Yep. And telling you and stories. Trying to, and tell, trying to remember attempting. details and dates about things. Thank God I wrote down details this morning when I was doing this. I'm, Smart yeah, gal. And in true Booze and Brews fashion, yes. he's going to be super drunk Oh, Vanessa bringing it home. Yes. Yep. Vanessa, who gets drunk first yep. and hardest, yep. has gets drunk to last. then remember details. 
Because I think every Four time hours into podcast, how we, every time how we like that it. we've done one of these double I, up episodes, you always end up yep. having to Last, take the I brunt of this thing. I am happy to fucking. I'm batting cleanup. <laughs> Team Spice Sports. Team Spice Sports. Sports. Oh, was that an accurate sports reference? That was an accurate that was a good one. sports reference. That was a good one. Okay, so today we're not Vanessa. doing sports. No, we're not. We're not doing. Sports. What are we I'm doing? doing? A lot of hand talking. You right are. Now. Yeah. Um, we are not doing sports. We are not doing other random bullshit. We are doing Haunted Colorado. Is that for listener Maddie? Hi, Maddie. Hi, Matt. That is for listener Maddie, who lives in Colorado, who tried to send us beer for this episode, but we did not tell him about it until Until yesterday. yesterday. I didn't tell him until yesterday on Twitter. So While I was at Disneyland. Now we're going to get some beer later from Colorado, but we're not going to drink it on this episode. It's fine. Send us other beers. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Foamy never sent. Oh, no. uh, Bob sent him our home address. Okay, there we go. Because... It's he knows where we live. Yeah. Bat, look, Matt's a friend. He can know where we yeah. live. Yeah. <laughs> he said, well, look, we get his Christmas cards. So. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. We, it's, fine. It's, fine. it's fine. It's like that random ghost shirt I got in the mail. Yeah. Someone sent me a random shirt with ghost drinking beer on it. Which is awesome. With no card or anything. And I was like, who the I, fuck is this from? Who has my home address? <laughs> That's a weird thing. <laughs> and I texted a bunch of my family. And they were all like, not for me. Oh, and I was like, that's fucking weird. And <laughs> I found it. It's a listener, Caitlin. Thank you for the shirt, listener, Yay, Caitlin. Yay. It's a real cute shirt. It is cute. Not a stalker. Not someone no. who legitimately had my home address. So thank you. And is yes. a friend. So it's all good. Yes. It's not creepy at all. No. Okay. So today for listener Maddie and his ghost dog, yep. his we ghost are dog. doing Haunted Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Now, one might assume. That when doing an episode One of Haunted, might assume. That when we were doing an episode on Haunted Colorado, we are going to talk about the Stanley and Chubb. But like, no. Like, say when when one has a podcast about yeah. ghosts yeah, with sure. one's best friend. Sure. And we're doing an episode of Haunted Colorado. And with one so far. texts one's best friend about said episode. And one's best friend says... I have family members who have worked in Stanley, so I'm going to get insider info on Stanley. You would think... One would think... We are covering the Stanley Hotel. Wrong! Wrong! Yeah, we would be wrong. wrong. One would be wrong. That would be wrong. One yeah. would be wrong. Um, didn't so, happen. Yeah. Didn't happen. A girl is wrong. A girl is Arya Stark of Winterfell. A girl is wrong. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Arya. Wow. <laughs> that was some deep pulls. I I understood none of that last sentence. Um, I loved it, though. Snow zombies! I've seen zero episodes yeah. of Game of Thrones. Oh, but there's so many boobies. But I've there's seen... There's a lot of dicklage, too. Ah, yeah. Hard pass. So, hard pass. Hard, hard pass, pass on Dragons. hot dicks. I'm not interested. Dragons. No, don't care. No, because she doesn't like the murder part. I don't like murder. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of murder. I there's get, a lot of I murder. Don't, I don't like it. She doesn't Unless it well. it's like cartoonish, I don't handle yeah. it. Really oh, well. yeah, then no. Yeah, that's precisely why. Anyway, everyone else should watch Game of Thrones. It's Sick. fucking yeah, they delightful. Should. So, yes, it is true. I have a family member who has worked at the Stanley Hotel, which is located... In Colorado, who and, I met the Bagginses. Yeah, made an appearance on Ghost Adventures. I, he was on the show. <laughs> met Zach Baggins. But um, he did not write me back. Fuck you. Oh, he'll talk to Zach Baggins, but he won't talk to you. He won't talk you. to his own flesh and blood. So anyway, I pick something else. Um, so we what did you? Some we will future do the Stanley Hotel. We're yeah. aware of the Stanley Hotel. We know it's there. We're not we know noobs at this. Yeah, we're not dumb. We just didn't do it. So if cousin ever writes me back. We um, went for a little bit deeper cuts. Yeah, we did. So if cousin ever writes me back, yeah. then later Yo, on, everybody's the heard, man. no woman, no cry. Yeah. 
But have you heard that other fucking song Bob Marley mm-hmm. did when he was high? You probably haven't. Probably haven't. You're about, on the radio. So any, You're about watch, to. Watch the Ghost Adventures episode on Stanley Hotel. My cousin, I will not give you any information about them, appears in that episode. Yep. You're welcome. He looks very Midwestern. <laughs> okay, you just gave it away because there's like a dude in there. I wanted it to be a surprise. It's, anyway. Hey, spoiler alert. I'm it's not the Bagginses. It's not Bagginses. I'm halfway through this new cast. <laughs> okay. Ba- okay. Zach Baggins is not my it's cousin. It's not the Bagginses. But somebody in that episode is. Oh my God, it'd be so awesome if he was. I would no, so I come wouldn't. to Christmas with suck. you. And I would just throw popcorn at him. Fuck you, Bagginses. Dance, monkey, dance. Um, He's going to need that popcorn because the ghosts are stealing his energy. Oh my God. I would just buy him so many Affliction t-shirts for Secret Santa. Yeah. He'd know. Be I would buy him carpenter pants and hair gel. It would be good. He'd probably He'd, think it was awesome. Yeah. Though. He would. I mean, he you know what his interests know. are. He wouldn't even know I was making fun of him. But books right. on demons. If you only uh, want to fuck him up, get him a creepy doll. I would get him a creepy doll or that makes some sort of noise. Yeah. <laughs> Especially one that looks like a clown. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. And then I would steal his energies, bro. I'm, I'm into it. I'm... Tell us a story. Steal what, what? my energies, bro. Podcast Steal our mom. energies. Podcast mom. Is Podcast it. mom. Do, it. Do, it. Do your Do thing. It. Do it. So. Do it. I'm starting this week. I being Melly. In case you don't know our voices by now, in which case, sad. Well, if this, if this, if this is your first episode, yeah. welcome. Welcome. They're not if all this, like this. If this is your first episode, you are in for a treat. Yeah. So, Haunted Colorado, I am going to tell you about the Molly Brown House. The Molly Brown House. Molly Brown House. That name sounds familiar. Molly of Brown. Molly Molly of House Brown. House Brown. So the Molly Brown House Museum is located in Denver, Colorado, and was, shocker, home to the philanthropist and socialite Molly Brown. Um, I'm shocked. Ah, you should Hey, if she was on a boat and it was going down, would she go down with it? You know. No. She's the unsinkable. Would you call her unsinkable? I'd call her unsinkable. Okay. Is her house brown? It is. I think it is Molly Brown's brown house. Yeah, I think it is Molly Brown's brown Molly house. Brown's brown house. So the museum presents exhibits on her life as well as old Denver, like 1980s. Old, t- old Denver. Old timey Denver. Old Denver. Okay. Yeah. I, hold, I heard something else. Old Denver. Old Denver. And Irish wishwatch. <laughs> Irish. Oh. I can't do it. Holy shit. <laughs> I wasn't even close. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. I'm, I'm still hanging in there. Irish wristwatch. <laughs> wristwatch. So keep drinking, asshat. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't do it. Um, so yeah, they will give exhibits on her life, old Denver, and the architecture preservation. Um, since this house, the architecture preservation of Denver of, of this her house. house of oh, this oh, house oh, oh, God, I got it. I, I yeah. didn't know if like Denver was a big. Like no, no, architecture no. hub. So this house was pretty fancy pants. And similar to a couple episodes ago where the Horton Grand Hotel was up for demolition in like the 1970s. The Molly oh, and they Frankenstein monstered it together? Yeah. The mm. Molly Brown house was also up for demolition in the 1970s. But there was this group. They like to blow shit up in the 70s, man. They just tripping like on peyote and blowing shit, up, shit up, up. America. We're like, we don't care about your history. It, it's a sucky house. Blow How old is this house? 70 years? Blow it blow up. up. Um, so yeah, it was, um, so the house was built in the 1880s, but in the 1970s, it was, um, purchased by, oh, I'm getting ahead of my story. You guys, I'm just gonna. It's okay. Hey, just start it's the okay, beginning babe. and go you from where you, you want to go. You know you what? Do you. We're going to come back. Go All back love. to the beginning. We're going to come back. 
Yeah, come, we'll come back to that. So, the very beginning. That's a good place the to house. start. The it's, house. It's, it's the very best place to start. So the house was built in the 1880s. Uh-huh. The original owners were not the Brown family. It was a couple named Isaac and Mary Large. The Greens. The, large. Large. Colonel Mustard. The like largest. Large Marge. Um, but they unfortunately were forced to sell their house in 1894. So it was built in the 1880s, about 14 years later. They had to sell the house due to the crash in the um, stock market that resulted from the repeal of the Silver Purchase Act. In which, oh. Yes. So the Silver Purchase so Act. so much history just yeah, right well, now. Yeah, man, that was a lot of history words. You're welcome. So the Silver Purchase Act actually about purchasing silver it was i win no so it increased the amount <laughs> i think of, we've all learned a lot today <laughs> it increased the amount of silver that the government was um required to purchase on a monthly basis so required they re- required or they would get like a timeout or exactly <laughs> they'd be put in the corner they couldn't do it anymore timeout time washington out. you go in the corner <laughs> you, you you fucked up son you look if you don't have corner. enough you should need to put more money into appropriations yeah dum-dums yeah dumb Buy more silver. Buy more silver. So anyway, they repealed that act. So the amount of the silver that the government was required to purchase went, went away. Down, or they went didn't down need to. Went to so zero. Like, we don't have to fucking buy your silver. Exactly. So Why did we write this law? In the, this was a dumb law. Dumb law. We don't so, want your silver. So the larges were like, oh shit, we got to sell the house. So um, the Browns, Molly, well, Maggie. Maggie. True story. Molly Brown, that's not her name. Unsinkable uh-huh. Molly Pseudonym. Brown. Pseudonym. Pseudonym. Pen her name, name. Her name is actually Maggie. She went by Margaret, Maggie. Her friends called her Maggie. Molly was something. We're going to call her Magley Brown. Magley Brown. Moobly, moobly, boobly so, yeah. Brown. Hey, shut up, motorcycle. So, her name was not Molly Brown. But anyway, she and her, Maggie and her husband, JJ, bought the house in the 1880s for the low, low sum of $30,000, which is the equivalent of about $880,000 in I was like, that's dollars. a lot of dollars. Yeah. It is, in but olden times. considering how grand the house was, so, so grand. This house is quite market, a thing. It is. It's like a, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous mansion. It was well below. Everything's brown. Do, do you know how many rooms are in it? How many square feetages? No. It's significant, though. It is a big 69 house. square feet. 69 rooms. Oh. 69,000 square feet. <laughs> 69 square feet. 69, 69, all the way down. Woo, 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 woo. Um, I do not know the size. John Vanessa's super highbrow. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you are. Um, so they purchased the house. They moved in. But then when they started their philanthropy and also their, you know, societal kind of, they're moving up in the ranks, mm-hmm. they rented the house out. So they owned it, but they rented it out for Did a while. Did they live in like a fancier house? Yeah. Or wherever else. Like right. they just owned it. Right. So they're probably they, living in a hotel. But they like would Madeline. rent it out to other fancy people. Including the, the governor, fanciest people, including the governor of the state of Colorado, Ooh, the governor. So it used he's to be like the, governor's mansion's okay, but Molly Brown's house is a okay. Yeah, like the governor's so, mansion is lovely, but lack of things that are brown. <laughs> yeah, lack of. So we're gonna take this. This entire so, building. I would is like wine. to move to the brown house where everything is brown. So yeah, it became the governor's mansion for a while. That's cool. Um, Molly, and then toward the end of her life, she actually had to come back to the house and become the housekeeper it was kind of transformed into a boarding house in the 1930s during the depression so in order oh to gosh, her- it was like facts of life yeah where the unsinkable molly brown is running the facts of life house 
I would she's, But she's like taking care of people. But because... she's sort of taking care of people. And this then... is a rad lady. Yeah, because you take she the good, bad. you take the bad, you take it all, and then you, you have take the, the good, Molly Brown house. Make it bad. <laughs> it's a facts of life. It's a facts of life. Molly Brown house. Molly Brown house. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you, and I'm so sorry. So yeah, it was a boarding house in the 1930s. She died. That's pretty cool. In um 1935. Molly Brown did. Molly Brown did. Oh. And after did her she death. Think? She and sank she into died. the ground. Not, yeah. <laughs> it was unsinkable. We tried to bury her. And she, your body and she said, just, nope, yeah, no, nope, nope, nope. I will not nope. be sunk. She said, force field. <laughs> try me, bro. Don't do it. Um, so anyway. <laughs> if you try to come at her, she will steal all of your energies. Yeah. So after she it. died, the house fell into disrepair. It was set for demolition in 1970 when a group calling themselves the Historic Denver Inc. Um it couldn't Society. come up with a better name. That's it. They raised money to buy the house mm-hmm. and they restored it to the Molly Brown era. To all its glorious It's original 19 yeah. something yeah. or 1800 they still, glory. And they still own the house to this day. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so it's a museum. It is a museum. And you will charge it. You know, there's fees and all that goes to the upkeep of the house. It's a, <laughs> That's how it's pronounced. <laughs> museum really delighted museum. me. Museum. Um, <laughs> so... So Molly, they made a museum. They did. Um, and so Molly Brown herself, mm-hmm. she was quite the character. She's like one of my favorite people right now. So as I was kind of digging into her life, I'm like, yeah, 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 women power. Yeah. Did she tell everyone they shine up like a new penny? She shines like a diamond. She oh, said, fuck <laughs> you, Leo. She shines like a diamond. Yeah. She shines bright you like shine a diamond. like a new penny. Yeah. She shines like a goddamn diamond. A brown diamond. She's Rihanna. Chocolate diamond. Chocolate diamonds. From Cartier. No. So Molly Brown herself, Mm -hmm. quite the awesome person. She was a rad lady. She was. She was born. She lived in a house that was brown. Fun fact, her name was not actually Molly. Her name was Maggie. Oh, we knew that already. We did. We learned that already. You told us that. Um, She was born Margaret Tobin in 1867 in Hannibal, Missouri. When she was 18, she moved to Leadville, Colorado with her siblings and got a job working as a, oh, lead at farmer. a department In the store. lead martin. I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker. No, she got a job at a department store. Like oh. Pencil Macy's. factory. Macy's. Please. She I worked at the Ticonderoga factory. <laughs> yes. um, in Leadville. We make forts and pencils. <laughs> in Leadville, she met and married a man named J.J. Brown. Sure. Who was a mining engineer. Now... The stories go that people claim that she married JJ for his money, but that's not the case. He was actually poor when they met. She married oh. for love. That was one of the things. It was like, oh, she just she married, married for, for that money. D. You know what, dude? No judgments, man. You want to marry for money? You want to end Nicole Smith this shit? I'm yeah. Fuck. I don't care. Get in there. Man, but if your happiness is money, follow your bliss. That's what I'm but talking about. But she didn't. She married for love, and the money came after. So oh. in- She um, secreted that shit. She did. She said, I'm yeah. married for love and the money will she follow. Did. Yep. So whatever type of engineering that JJ did for the mining companies actually took off and he made bank tons and tons He was of money. a great mining He's engineer. Just making yeah. it rain. Oh, making it rain for sure. Making it rain mining. Um money. so they became very, very wealthy and uh they had two kids, Larry and Helen. Um Larry Larry, Larry, Larry Brown. Larry Brown. He grew up to be a stooge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was a so, joke for my dad. The soft delivery was so good. So upon achieving the sick, sick wealth that the Browns did. The sick, did, sick wealth? Yeah, she's like, the screw it. 
yeah. on achieving sick well. Yeah, sick she's well. like Scrooge McDucking this shit she at this is. point. Yeah. At this point, she she's actually, just diving into a brown mansion full of money. She decided actually, you know what? I'm going to be a good person. I'm not going to be one of these assholes that just shoves money up their nose and like looks down on the poor people. Right. Yeah, because dimes get stuck up there, man. Yeah. For sure. She actually dedicated, once they got to be wealthy, she dedicated her time and energy to various social causes. She Mm. volunteered at soup kitchens to help minor families and charted the Denver Women's Club who set out to improve the lives of women through education and also philanthropy. Oh, oh nice. She helped on the nice. ladies. She did. Um, JJ Lean was, in, Molly Brown. She was awesome. JJ and Molly, they did separate in 1909. They never officially divorced. They were Catholic, so they did not believe in you that like sort of thing. like you're wasting all my money on the women. And I not don't, even oh. that. They just, they stayed friends. They oh, were, they were they still were buddies. Fuck some strange. <laughs> they they were buddies. It's just they didn't want to be married. Oh. He um actually when they separated, Maybe she wanted to fuck some strange. Yeah, that's Maybe what's she up. Did. Strange dick. Um, so the arrangement when they separated was that she would get a cash settlement, the house, and then also seven hundred dollars a month, which is equivalent to about nineteen thousand dollars today. Damn. Monthly, monthly. That's get all it, right. Molly, get it. Yeah, that's what's con- up. To con- uh, continue her travels and social work. So her husband or her ex-husband recognized the good that she was doing for the people so she and was, was like, keep it up. So he was basically like keeping her in her current level of lifestyle, yeah. but he was able to just live in a different house. Exactly. And where everything didn't have to be brown. Right. Yeah, he could have some green in his life. Gotcha. Um, like, I hate the color brown. He could Stop add it. some like some more autumn tones, some it's, like pumpkins and some sage greens. Well, for sure. For sure. Um. So... She did continue with the. Hey, don't tell me when to talk to the mic. Oh, look, dear, I'm, I'm, I'm watching your read. levels and they're all fucked up. So you need to keep talking into the mic the way I tell you to, because Engineer Bob is in charge here. Engineer Bob is in charge. Oh, whoa! The defiance. Power move. Power wow. Move. She it, just it took the microphone, moved it away from her face, and acted as though people heard dick. her rude jokes. They didn't hear them. I, I still sound awesome. I don't even care. You're going to anyway, wish you did. I'm back. <laughs> so, Melly does aggressively like to readjust the mic in the middle of her stories. Yeah. I'm going to readjust. Like she's going to drop some sick beats on us. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yo, 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 spaghetti. Here we go, Dad Linguini. I'm going to tell you some stories about Molly Brown. Here we good. go. Wicka, wicka, Molly Brown. Ficky, ficky. What? What? So... Um, so she did continue her, um, her social work. So she established, along with another judge in Denver, she established the first juvenile court in the United States because until that time there wasn't a separate court for kids under. they were trying like poor, like Orphan Oliver with all the goddamn like serial killers and shit. Yeah. And they were going to the same places. So she was like, that's not right. That's near good. So she was like, that's not right. What we need to do is come up with her own juvenile court she gotcha. invented juvie no, she did um so she Molly Brown and the judge the children she yeah. did and so her um what she and this judge did actually become the basis for the modern ju- juvenile system in the country cool but um, like a better version of it i'm guessing yeah now it's less scared straight yeah yeah exactly you're not gonna be like sent in with a bunch I of do what i won't fuck you more yeah. like Molly a brown curi- was like no you don't yeah. Getting juvie. Um, and she also ran for the Senate in 1914. but Not in just Senate, but the Senate. The, the Senate. United 
state senate. Oh, so not even state senate, but that's legitimate senate. Senate. Big boy senate. senate. Yeah, yeah, big boy senate in 1914. Big girl senate. She Excuse was. Excuse me. She was yeah. one of the first women to do so, but she ended her campaign early because uh, the war broke out in France, World War One, mm-hmm. and she's the Great War. The Great War. The, the war, war to end, end all wars, wars, but it didn't. But it totally the war didn't. That started all wars. Yeah. Yeah. Time out. Thirty years later, it happened yeah. again. War with Germany, part one. Yeah. <gasps> Part, yeah, part one. Part two was way worse. So um, she went to France and was... she. So she ended her campaign. She went to France to help out the people there that were affected by the war. So... What a Aww. rad lady. I know. She's inventing juvie. She's taking care of people. Yeah, she's starting women's brown. clubs. Painting so, every shit brown. So, exactly. Yeah, Fucking I like strange. her. Um, Fucking that strange. So Chicks love the D. As... Kind of mentioned. That was a joke I made yesterday. Uh, this is a long story. We went into Frontierland at Disneyland, and they had a hat that just had the Disneyland D on it, and, I, and it was in the women's section. <laughs> so I walked over and pointed at it, looked at my wife, and said, "Chicks love the D." And you You're laughed. Not wrong. You laughed real not hard. Wrong. Yeah, I did. Uh, how many? How many? How many scotches deep were you at that zero. point? Zero. It was early in the morning. I was. <laughs> So we, had, we had had pancakes at Cafe del Zocalo. Oh, at, uh, at Aunt Jemima's Pancake House. At Aunt Jemima's oh, Pancake House. The yippies. So, listen to Haunted Disneyland. It's You'll love that episode. It's very episode. good. So, in addition to basically creating the juvenile system in America to supporting, um, you know, basically refugees. Of Anti-Germanists. Anti-Germanists sure. in France. Um, and just about being out, a rad lady. You know, women's suffrage, all that. On top of that, Molly, Maggie Brown, survivor of the Titanic. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Some would say. She was unsinkable. Yeah. <laughs> Some would say that. Some would say. Um, so She helped Leonardo DiCaprio, guys. Right? She was like, no, Leo. No, she saved Kate. Leo was dead by that yeah. point. No, no, no. She helped Leo. She gave him the fancy clothes so he could go dancing with her. Oh, that. She shined him up like a new that's penny. That's right. She shined him like a diamond. But shine didn't on help crazy him because he fucking died and drowned. Yeah, or, fell to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, because fucking Rose is a selfish bullshitter. Who Rose couldn't was share? On that goddamn door. I'll yeah. have you know, Mythbusters did an entire proved episode it. on that and proved that she could have saved his ass, but she didn't. I she know. Didn't. They were like, there's 17 ways he could have been on this board with her. Yeah, and she didn't do a, it. Wouldn't have been as good a movie. She did zero. Kate Winslet, them. bad person. God, oh, God. Okay, I'll veto. She's a great person. I saw the movie. You know what? Not as great as Molly Brown. So, (laughs) Molly Brown. Did she get naked and ask them to paint her like one of their French girls? No. But what Molly did was once the ship started to go down, she actually started coordinating with the cruisemen, um, getting people onto the lifeboats. So, what she did was instead of her herself, she would have gone down with the ship herself. If it not were for somebody saying, Molly, seriously, Maggie, get on the fucking boat. Yeah. Um, she was actually like, no, you go here, you go here, you go here. She was kind of coordinating and managing all of that because she had a very. She was like quarterbacking on the ship was, for people. Yeah. She was well, a very big personality. If, if the movie has taught me anything, it's mm-hmm. that they were lowering the lifeboats with like significantly less people than they were supposed yeah. to be. And they were only loitering in like first class women they were, they were loitering in first they were loitering in them. they That's were loitering cool. in cool. Kurt loitering Kurt loitering you beat me to it god damn it suck my dick ah! so 
she recognized that and was like, y'all need to stop. Respect. So um, she was on. So eventually they convinced her, you need to get onto stop, lifeboat stop number cubing. six. Yeah, get, get in there. Yeah. So she got on lifeboat number six, lowered down. They started floating away. She was like, we need to go back. So she got into a fight with the cruiseman who was in charge of her boat, her lifeboat, essentially. So she was saying, we need to go back and pick up more survivors. And he goes, no, it's too dangerous for us to go back. Well, because, yeah, because uh, too many people are going to come at the boat and we're all going to That's drown. exactly yeah. what yeah. it was. It was too many people are going to come. They're going to try to, like, pull themselves in. It's going to be bad. The suction also created from the boat sinking might also take us with it. And she was like, fuck you. I will throw your ass overboard if you do not go back. Yeah, dick punch. Dick punch. <laughs> now, it is unclear if they did go back or not, but... I'm going to say they didn't then. They probably yeah, did probably not. Um, but Molly did probably survive. Backhanded she, her across the face and said, shut up, woman. Woman. And started shush. rowing towards the iceberg. Yeah. And, yeah. She, and she was still very angry. Oh. She was. So after the um, ship sank, they did... Um, they had some sort of like, we need to figure out what's going on, what's happening. They would, at that time, in those legal proceedings, they would only let men do the talking. Molly Brown... Oh, in regard, it, it, what's going on and what's happening in regards to the ship sinking? To the ship like, sinking. Whose like, fault like, was it? Whose fault was it? Because oh, okay. the captain went down with the ship, so there was really no way... Yeah, the right. defense anybody was trying proving. to defend the iceberg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't my fault. I was just mm. here. They crashed Look, into only me. only 10% of me is above the water. They crashed into me, bitches. Is the iceberg that hit your boat in this courtroom today? It is, sir. Well, you Could pointed you, him. Well, you pointed him. him. It he is points at iceberg. The, He points at the iceberg. So I pointed, anyway. you just couldn't see it because this is an audio format. <laughs> so Molly um, kept insisting that she be allowed to give testimony yeah, or that preach, women sister. on the boat would be allowed to give testimony. And in the article that I read on it, they were saying... You know, Molly, but nevertheless, she persisted in trying to do that. And I was like, yes! Nevertheless, nevertheless she, she persisted. persisted! And she was finally allowed to give her own testimony to what happened on the ship. So, good job, Molly. There's a woman trying to speak in this courtroom. I shan't allow it. Yeah. She was the Elizabeth Warren of her day. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, with, but with bigger fists. Way bigger It fists. seems. And brown she, pantsuits. And brown <laughs> pantsuits. No, she wore, she wore dresses. Like yeah. brown, all the brown, brown dresses. Brown dresses. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, so Tell that ass. She was awesome. So after the ship sank, she went back to Denver. Um, she didn't. Is that where she's from? No, she's from Missouri. But Missouri. When she, Missouri. Missouri. She met her husband in Colorado. They then, once they got a little bit wealthier, moved to Denver. So she went back to the house. Um, they. She didn't live there full time. She, again, rented it out to a bunch of people. Um, no more effects of Lifehouse. Muckety no mucks and whatnots. No, exactly. Um, so she actually died in the state of New York, but her ghost and that of her ex-husband, JJ, amongst other people, are said to haunt the uh, Molly Brown Oh, she went House back because she liked it. No, I she was did. going to say, you've told us a lot of nice stories about Molly Brown, but why? Because but her ghost haunts the oh. Molly Brown's Brown Brown Town House. Exactly. So Let's one take them down to Brown Town. Yeah, so, Brown Town House. Brown Town House. <laughs> So, I wrist wrist watch. Wow. Still didn't, didn't make it. Didn't make still it. Still didn't get through. 
um, one of the stories. Fire. Stay tuned Fire. for part yeah. two of the podcast. So one of the stories that people tell actually involve something that Bob and I have experienced at the Whaley House in San Diego. Oh, smoky smell. Smoky smell. Oh. So her ex, JJ, used to smoke pipes, but mm-hmm. she would never let him smoke in the house. Yeah, she did So it. they will, people will report either. You're stinking um, up the upholstery. Either the guests. That's my Molly Brown voice. That's good. Thanks. The guests <laughs> so or. Or the workers, hundred percent accuracy of the at the museum would report smelling this pipe smoke either in the attic or in the basement because that might be where JJ would go to sneak to hide yeah. in right. the cold cold from, from her smoke, smoke that dank dank to smoke weed that yes <laughs> dank weed in the cold Denver yeah. winters to yeah. hide he himself from outside the, man snow those it's furious snowing. Molly Brown fists yeah um. Other people report seeing a woman. So it's not necessarily Molly or anybody else, but it could be one of the boarders that stayed in the house. So it's like mm-hmm. Blair. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, a woman in a long Tui. Victorian dress sitting at the dining room table. Is it her haunting dress? It is her haunting <laughs> dress. Okay, cool. Um, she will another episode. I know. It goes back. We go back an episode. Look, it's, it's called a callback Look, to last episode. we talked about nipples. Uh, Nipple belts yeah, we, for like seventeen we had six episodes. episodes of nipple belts. I'm allowed to do a haunting dress oh, joke. He's, we're not done with nipple belts. <laughs> we have not yet begun with nipple belts. Yet begun. <laughs> um, Ask not what the nipple belt will do for you. Ask, Ask what, what you, you can, can do, do with the nipple, nipple belt. <laughs> so anyway, people report seeing a woman with a long Victorian I think dress. A nipple belt would go really well with a haunting dress. I'm yeah. just saying. A brown haunting dress with, with any luck. Sitting at the table. Oh, I'm so sorry. Babe. Podcast mom. Podcast mom is going to keep going. Keep going. Um, she's also known to rearrange the furniture at the table. Oh, it's not fun to her liking. For her. No, it is not. Molly Brown will do this. Uh, no, no, no. It's not oh, Molly Brown. It's oh, an it's, unknown it's, it's woman. The, it's the potential porter. Yeah, yeah who yeah. would stay there. Um, she porter also, Brown. She also lets people take pictures of her. So there are oh. some floating around on the internet oh. of her. This ghostly woman in a Victorian dress sitting at the dining room table. Can I ask a question about yes. the furniture rearrangement? Yes. Do they att- Does she attempt to re- rearrange it to the way it was back in her time? Do I they think know? so. Okay. Do you think so? I but, think oh. that's what everybody's saying is that they will take the chairs and rearrange them to like what the, it used to be when right. she was there. The, 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 the table's more north-south, but we would like it to be east-west. She was and like, she's like, this is like, not where son. the table goes. Yeah, this is bullshit. No, this is bullshit. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, There are... Um, also shadows. So Molly herself, shadows, shadow people. The shadow knows. So I am the shadows. Who knows? The what sh- shadow looks, looks in, in the, the hearts, hearts of men. men. Yes, the shadow knows. So Molly Brown knows. Molly Brown knows. No, so people will report seeing her shadow. They will be in her the brown room. Brown shadow. <laughs> She's she so t- done with us. She had to take She's a drink. So done She's with so us. She's so done with my horseshit. She's so angry. They'll report her ghost. They'll see her kind of rounding the bed. I'm going to hurry this. I'm going to wrap this up because you guys keep talking. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, podcast too. mom. We're sorry. We're sorry. No, you're not. We're, we're a little bit you sorry. You don't care. I'm sorry. Um. So, yeah, Molly will round the corners. People will also have your run-of-the-mill haunts. Light bulbs will unscrew themselves. Um, Full on take themselves out of the sockets. Not do they, do they fall like out or oh, so okay. they no, don't no, blink unscrew blink. so they don't got blink it, got it, got it, got it. Um, doors and windows will open and close on their own. Rocking chair in Molly's room will just start uh, going on her own. Goddamn, wait, like Molly, like big fat Molly Brown's like on the goddamn big rocking Molly chair. Brown is on the was she, was she chair. actually a big girl like Kathy? No, oh my God, she, in my head, she I went rocking horse. Okay. No, rocking chair. 
<laughs> Which I was much more confused about. <laughs> but a chair's not a horse. Yeah, turns That's out. That's how things work. Turns mm-hmm. out. No, um, she was smaller than Kathy okay. Bates. Okay. But, um, so the- We don't know. Camera adds 10 pounds. <laughs> True. We're not going to fat shame Kathy Bates. No. no. She's an American treasure. She is. All right, so- she could have been the same size. We'll see. Yes. Um, so yeah, the chair will just start moving on its own. And That's one cool. guide um, tells the story of one of his experiences. So he was closing up the museum at the end of the night and he felt a very cold breeze as he um, was making his rounds. And so he turned to kind of look and he saw one of the windows in the second floor was open. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs and shut it. Yeah, he does. So he comes back. As he's kind of like re-roping the section off, he's looking down and he sees the shadow of somebody else next to him. He turns to look and there's nobody there. Oh. She was like, that window's fucking open, son. Window. Close it. My husband is smoking his goddamn dank weed. Smells in here. Yeah. So. Stinking it up for the porters. You guys, that's the story of my hero. My personal hero. Your personal hero, my best. She was a a rad lady. She fought for women's suffrage. Fucking queen. Fought for, she helped people in wartime. She helped, helped the children. Educate the women. She helped the children. She, she healed the world. She, made it a better she place. said, Go the fuck back there and help those assholes who are going to die in that Thank fucking you. boat. Yeah. She was awesome. She's a badass lady. Yeah, she's pretty badass. So I'm that a brings big, me. I'm a Molly Brown fan. I am a huge Molly Brown fan. She yeah, was man. the Elizabeth Warren of her day. Yeah, man. Um, so that brings me to my beer, which is the, the one and only. One and only Newcastle Brown Ale after Molly Brown. This this take this beer takes me back to college because we we drank a lot of Newcastle Brown, brown Ale. It is a Brown Castle. This um, takes me back to Brown Town. It is a Britishy beer. It's it, a, is, it tastes Britishy. It's yeah, very man. Britishy. It's brown, just like Molly. It's imported from England. Imported from England. You want to talk about a pounder, man? It's only four point seven percent. Yeah. But after having as much beer as I had, this is not helping my situation out. Man, uh, it's a well-known fact that Newcastle Brown Ale is full of flavor and yep. remarkably smooth. It is. It, it, it is, is a very less smooth. well-known fact. The Newcastle Brown Ale's trademark blue star has adorned the label of this English ale since 1927. Ooh. The point represents the five founding breweries of Newcastle. Yes. Yep. The first place in Britain to brew ale commercially. commercially. Poured by the brewing skills. Wait. Pouring all their brewing skills into one bottle, they guaranteed the star quality of their great tasting it's ale. A plus, guys. It's real good. I read things now. Absolutely, I'm proud of you. You did a great job. So yeah, it, that's it. Enjoy the one and only Newcastle Brown Ale responsibly. No, it's a totally fine beer. There's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this beer. So yeah, that's uh, my yeah. story, Molly it's Brown. It's the Tadcaster. It's like a podcaster, but a tad different. It was. Tad. It was a good look. You told a great story. <laughs> <laughs> You told a great story. We're, we're sorry the podcast mom voice had to come out. I'm sorry. We didn't mean it's to do that. Happen. It's going to happen. It happens in these types of episodes. It happens in episode two of two for the day. Yeah, it does. Uh, so um, we're going to take a potty break. We're going to come back. And, oh, we're gonna- God. and, and podcast mom is going to activate her rage, her rage voice. I'm going to come back. When and then Vanessa's, Vanessa's gonna try to read. I tell stories so good. Say Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. <laughs> Not great. Okay, bye. What? Here we go. Um, Are you ready for part two? Are you ready for part two of this podcast? 
Yeah. If so, rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Send Raise us an email at boozeandbrewspodcast at gmail.com. Guys, no, as uh, as the leader of this uh, husky pack through the Iditarod of round two, I have no promises about the quality None. of this. Yeah. I have no promises on Here we go. what I'm going to say John or do. Vanessa tells you stories with lots of details. My legs are like up on the table. Yeah. Are they oh, numb? I, I did that My hands other are. episode. <laughs> My hands are numb. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Can you not feel your face when you're with me? No. Because you love it? I love it. Um, Okay, so part two, Haunted Colorado. I'm going to do Cheeseman Park. Cheeseman. Not Chessman. Cheeseman. Cheeseman. Like Spiderman, only with cheese. Spiderman. Cheeseman. 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 Does whatever it's Cheeseman. 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 Cheeseman Park in Denver, Colorado. So far, so good. So Cheeseman Park. Is in central Denver. It's pretty much right in the goddamn smack center of Denver. It's mm-hmm. right by the Botanical Gardens. The smack center? The smack, smack center. <laughs> Mac center. Daddy smack center. Uh, Love it. And All it's the same. right by the, uh, believe it or not, the Cheeseman Pavilion. What? It's right by it. What? I so thought. B- Bill Cheeseman was clearly an important part of. There was, there is a someone Cheeseman I didn't write down his Mr. name. Mr. Cheeseman. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. History of Colorado, history of Denver. Part one. Here we go. Here we go. Buckle up. Buckle up, fuckos. Do, here we go. Don't, don't okay. quote anything we are saying yeah, in the next all, 20 minutes. It's already going downhill. It's all bad. 1854. I doubt it. <laughs> I wrote it down. 1854. 1854. Uh, William Laramie. Laramer. Okay. L-A-R-I-M-E-R. M-A-R. Uh, he was a uh, industrious man he who was came a man. across into the property of Colorado. Yeah, and the at the time the area that includes the city of Denver was owned by a company called the Town Company that used to go around and just stake claims on a bunch of fucking make giant a bunch of towns, make towns, and, and he claim t- jumped them. Wait, the Town Company, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the we, town make town. we make towns. We make towns. towns. <laughs> Was that um, on their was that on their that sign? Was on their yeah, that was on their, that the was town on their business card. Town company. We make we towns. Make towns. <laughs> Obviously. We make towns, comma. Obviously. Obviously. We make town headers. Um, town.com. So he claim jumped them and took over yeah. what is now the city of Denver. Sons of bitches. So within well, they weren't fucking using it. I guess not. Um so within the city of Denver, he appropriated three hundred and twenty acres, which became Mount Prospect Cemetery. Oh. I guess that's an odd thing for you to... No, no, no. He made an entire town. So he made like a town square. He made a capital. He made a whole thing. And in in and among that, he made 320 acres of that into a cemetery he called Mount Prospect Cemetery. Gotcha. So he had this whole vision where all the fancy fancies would live on the top of a hill. Okay. uh, In the cemetery. Overlooking the dead poor people. Pretty much. Yeah. So all the fancies live on the top of the hill. Good. All of the like poor people and the criminals and the like indigent and all the people who couldn't afford to live on the top of the hill would be way on the fucking outskirts. Good. And then all us plebes in the middle would just be in the middle. We're in the middle. So he created a caste system within the cemetery. Okay. Ew. And so that's what he was going. This is how Good he job, was Good job, buddy. It. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Here's the problem, though. What's the problem? In the eight late 1850s in Colorado territory, there are way fucking more criminals and sick people and poor people than there were rich people. What? And the rich people were like, we don't want to live in your fuck. We don't want our 
our ancestors to live eternally in your fucking poor people town. Right. So they put their rich in a whole other cemetery, not this cemetery. Oh. So this cemetery, Mount Prospect Cemetery, got overrun. With six poor, and poor. With all the six and poors. With all the horse shit Criminals people. and six and poors. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So then William said... Hey. I don't fucking want this shit. Don't no. like it. So he, while still controlling most of Denver, sold off or like deeded off or whatever the cemetery to a man named John Wally. W-A-L-L-E-Y. Wally. Whaley. Wally. 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 We're, We're going to go Wally. Wally. Yeah. So he was a cabinet maker. He made cabinets. And he said, you know what's just like a cabinet? A cemetery. A coffin. <laughs> so I'm going to become an undertaker. I'm going to take over the cemetery and I'm going to be in charge of it. Well, that so, makes no sense. Cool. Sort cool. of putting I, glass fronts on all the coffins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the best brass handles on everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> um, so he actually, he was, he had the best of intentions. Mm -hmm. Super bad at it. He was a super bad oh. undertaker. He was not good at managing the cemetery. No. At no. the time that he took over the cemetery, they think there were around... 626 people in the cemetery okay um so he took over it and he just was super hands-off he was like it's a cemetery what do i have to do i'll so, just delegate everything yeah there's dead so people it's fine within his reign of owning the cemetery the like there were headstones falling over not great there were like people digging up people and what? grave robbing them. very bad there were people vandalizing the that. headstones. super duper and bad at one point they were like this cemetery is overrun we need someone to come in and like take care of all this and he said cool so what he did is he he brought in a local cattle rancher and released all of his cattle into the cemetery to graze on the grass no, to fucking no. cut it down a little oh, bit. No. Jeez. That's not a bad idea. Entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm into that. So, so just get your riding John Deere and cut that shit. Yeah. So yeah. shit went south. The cemetery got real shitty real quick. Yeah. So then in, in 1872, which is about 15 years into the cemetery's existence, mm -hmm. the U.S. government sort of took a closer look and said, this is not your land. You never owned this land. The town company never had rights to this land in the first place. This land belonged to the... Your land. Aparaho this land is also Indians, my land. A-P-A-A-R-A-P-A-H-O. I'm just fucking steamrolling over here. The Arapaho? Arapaho. Yeah. The Arapaho. I know a lot about Indians, so you should probably actually run that by me the instead of steamrolling me because right. I can help you. You know what? Suck a dick! Fuck you, Bob! You know what a liar is? So the Arapaho. <laughs> the Arapaho. That's a, that's a, that's a deep friend the, joke there. <laughs> the Arapaho Indians actually owned this land, or like had deeded this land to the U.S. government early, early in the 1850s. Deeded. As now, part the of their like, please stop them. murdering us agreement, I'm sure. Oh, that was nice of them. So the U.S. government was like, he never had this land to claim, jump, or sell off in the first place. This is not... Private land. This is public land. So the U.S. government took control of it. What about um, all the dead people? They, I mean, yeah. they're still living there. So the U.S. government was then. <laughs> so the, what the U.S. government did was they sold the land to the city of Denver, which has established itself as like a territory at this place. Okay. At this point, um, they so they sold the land to the city of Denver for two hundred dollars. That's which it. Which is kind of nothing for all. Wow. Three hundred and twenty acres is kind of nothing. But this is like, a good it's, deal. It's yeah. full of dead people. We need you to maintain this as a cemetery. We can't do it, but we need to stop being public, privately owned because they're letting fucking cows walk all over dead people. We can't have that. No, we can. So. You could. 
So, I wouldn't recommend it, I mean, nah, obviously, nah. for so, some reasons. then the city of Denver reasons. took over the cemetery, and they started calling it the Denver City Cemetery. So it stopped being the Mount Prospect Cemetery and started being the Denver City Cemetery. Okay. And what Denver City decided to do was fuck everybody. Kind of. What they just... Kind of what they decided to do. They said, yes, there was a whole caste system of like rich people, poor people, middle people. Not enough for us. What we would like is we would like to separate this out into like actual races and religions. Ugh. So they started making a Catholic section, a Jewish section. Uh, they made like a a people section? who belong to the free Freemasons. And then way back in the corner where all the shit is, where they put the Chinese. Oh, no. So they like segregated no. the okay. cemetery. Um, and actually the Jewish, the like Hebrew Society of Denver or whatever, came in and took really good care of their section and all the other sections oh, just sure went to yeah. shit. They're like, maybe we shouldn't have separate because then the, the then the Jewish society would come in and take care of everybody's stuff. Yeah, no, no. you fucked it by being a bunch of jerks. No one jerks. was taking care of anything. They also created in the back part of it a potter's field. Which, if you don't know what a potter's field is... I don't know what it is. You should fucking Google it. It's Google. fascinating. Okay. It is something I've spent many an hour looking into. But a potter's field is where a city... To this day, we still do this. But it is where a, a city or a municipality will bury bodies that are unclaimed criminals that have been like put to death or murdered in prisons that no one comes and takes the bodies they have to put them somewhere so if you are say there's one off the coast of new york which is fucking giant and crazy and we still do mass burials in because that's where all the dead homeless people in new york go or if you die in the new york prison system and no one claims your family has 90 days to come get you if they don't come get you you just go in a fucking mass grave Ugh. in a in a potter's field. Jesus. It's basically poor people Auschwitz. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that at all. <laughs> that is not that is not, not what it is. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Holy shit. It's it's a big it's a big it's a big grouping of a bunch of dead poor people who could not afford a proper beer. There you Which go. It's not Auschwitz. I know. That's a different I've thing. Been, Holy I've shit. Had some beers. Okay, so they built this potter's field in 1881. <laughs> And then right next to it, they created this hospital. Good. Air quotes hospital. Hospital. Quote. Because at this point, there had been a smallpox epidemic in Denver. Sure. So they would send all of the smallpox patients to the air quotes hospital. To die. To die. There was no medical staff. There were no nurses. It was basically just a quarantine for anyone who was sick in any way, shape, or form to like go away and die. Did, oh. did they have any staff or was it just like a building? There it was, was like, like, go like die in there. staff, but not not really. It was no, just the like doctor staff. The staff it was, was basically like a receptionist. Like, yeah. Like there's a receptionist and then a guy that goes, are you dead? Yeah, throw him in a yeah, hole. Yeah, there was like How a wheelbarrow dead, dead guy and oh, like a receptionist. God. And that's kind of it. And people who didn't actually have smallpox, but were just sick with something else or like were mentally ill or were like very, very injured, like in a bar fight or something in a hospital, but were poor. They were like, cool, you go to the smallpox air quotes hospital. It's basically just where they send people it's to like, die. I just broke my lip, my wrist. I don't want to cool, go in there. Cool, you're yeah. going to die. Go get smallpox and yeah. die. So they put, they poor. created this whole hospital, which is when they started doing actual like mass burials. They would just dump hundreds of bodies at a time into these mass graves and cover them up. And it was right in between the Jewish section and the Chinese section of the cemetery. Oh, oh God. It's just where they buried all of these poor smallpox patients. Yeah, totally yeah. coincidence. Um, this, this is pretty gross. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good it's not uh, good so then in the night so and while they're doing this all around the cemetery 
all of these really big fancy houses were popping up. These like very nice, it's like the muckety mucks of Denver okay. are sort of popping up giant mansions along the side of the cemetery. Where would you like to build your beautiful mansion? Well, probably next to that horrible <laughs> death hole. Next death hole box pit. Yeah, is there a smallpox pit I could build it near? I would like to be smallpox adjacent. Do oh, I, do I, I have, have got the plot of land for you? <laughs> Uh, so the rich people said, you know what? We don't really want to be smallpox adjacent anymore. Mm, so smart. They, yeah. So they started campaigning really hard to get it turned into a park. A so smallpox have, park. A smallpox park. park. Yeah. So they eventually- Put a swing set on that smallpox. It's much more exactly. easy to live by. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's a small tyke smallpox park. Um, so they, they, uh, they eventually got a governor who was like on board with their- uh, a horrible plan mm -hmm. with this really bad idea. <laughs> yes. So then, so then the governor of the city went to Congress because at this point the U.S. government, hi honky horns, hi honky. Um, at this point Jackass. the U.S. government still owns the property. Okay. So they have to go to the U.S. government and say, look, we don't want this to be a cemetery anymore. We want to turn this into a public park. We want to like repurpose this space. And they're like, what are you going to do with so the dead people? Finally, after years, the U.S. Congress said, cool. You can make it into a park. We so it care. was cool. We're going to make it a park. They originally called it Congress Park because Congress was the one who allowed them to turn Thanks, it into a Congress. park. Thanks, Congress. Thank you. Um, and so what they did was the city of Denver said, cool, we're going to make this into a park. Hey, everyone who's ever had anyone buried in this cemetery, you have 90 days to get your family out of the cemetery. Oof. So they waited 90 days and like no one came. And they were well, like, all right, uh, you have more time then because we had we, no follow-up no, to this threat. Nobody cared. And they sent us another letter. Dear Sir and or Madam, J.K. Lowell, <laughs> yes. that was not really we what we meant, but you really should come and get your Seriously, though, like when you get a chance, please come get your grandma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the Catholics and the Chinese did a pretty good job of like taking their dead out of their sections of the cemetery okay. and putting them into another separate section, yeah. like another private cemetery. And a lot of the Chinese apparently like started shipping them she home to China, back to China, which I was like, it's not that long. Cause this is 1890. The, they made a Chinese section in like the 1860s, only 30 years later. I don't know how all of these Chinese people in Denver suddenly had all this like shipping dead bodies back to China money, but they did apparently. I don't understand why, but they it was did. Was it railroad cheap. money? Like right. I'm not joking. So, I don't think they made money in the railroad. You know what? That's a great point. That's made, a great point. I think they I made think opium they made... and food money and that was it. <laughs> That's it. I watched <laughs> Hell on Wheels. Um, so, so then, so this was in 18, this was in 1890. They said you have 90 days. Then they Jesus. say J.K. LOL. And then you get a 90 more days. And then by 1893, three years later. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have three more years. They said, okay, guys, we really like got to get these fucking people out of the cemetery because we're building a park. So at this point, the, uh, the governor hired a man named E.P. McGovern, an Irish immigrant. Um, I like him already. Who was, uh, no, you won't. Don't. Who was oh. contracted, he was under contract to remove all of the remaining dead bodies yep. from the park um, and put them into another cemetery that the city had established elsewhere. Um, put them all in like a fresh coffin. So yep. they were to move, like get rid of the old coffins, put them in new coffins and sure. move them to move a new them. location. Yep. At this point, they think the cemetery had around... Four to five thousand people in it. That's a lot of people. So for you will remember, guy. thirty years previous had about six hundred people in it. A lot now of people died there in Denver. Five thousand people because they were mass graving all these smallpox people and poor people. Wow. Yeah. So it's just giant humps of dead people. 
Um, so, so E.P. McGovern said, cool. Cool. I will take this contract. This. Uh, they agreed upon a price of $1.90 for each coffin. coffin they moved. And I knew you were going to ask, so I looked it up. And $1.90 is about 50, 51 bucks modern day. So it's like 50 bucks per coffin. Per okay. coffin. Yes. Very specific. Not per person. Per coffin. Per coffin. This is going to play. I see where this, this is going. This is going later. Yes. So, and I like it. So E.P. McGovern and his company started moving the bodies. And it went really well for like the first two days. Mm-hmm. Two, three days. Two went days. super well. All of the press came because it was a thing. All of the like people watching. Yeah, something to fucking do two in days. Denver at this point. It's not a ski town at this point. There's no craft There's beer. No. There's no pot. So they're just watching people move dead people. This is the HBO the, of its day. Yeah, man. Is to go down to an old cemetery and, and watch, watch, an, watch an Irishman take people out of the ground and put them somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. What move, the fuck? Move dead people from an old wooden box into a new, new wooden, wooden box, box and, and then put and it in put a different in a cart hole and take them elsewhere. Excitement. Oh so God. this went well excited, for a couple I, days. I'm, I'm so happy the cable TV exists. Yeah. So after a couple days, E.P. McGovern was like, "Fuck this." This contract says. Per coffin, mm-hmm. not per body. So what he started doing was he started buying children's coffins, sure, which are one foot by three feet. They're much smaller, um, and and relocating the people in these smaller coffins because it was cheaper for them to buy, cheaper for them to rebury elsewhere. And if a person was say a large adult male, mm-hmm. too large to put into a child's coffin, we just fucking chop them in half, chop, chop. put them in two coffins, twice the money. It's it's um, it's a sound business model. Yes. So <laughs> they were putting multiple bodies into the same coffin. They yep. were just putting like bobs and bits, like odd ends of yep. people into Fingers one big coffin, into in like sure. child's coffin. Yeah. They were putting bodies into multiple coffins. There were just bones scattered all over the place. People were like grave robbing from the two from the graves as they were like unearthing these people. And on oh, March on March nineteenth. Which, if you will remember, they started this endeavor on March 14th. So on oh, March five 19th, days. a whole five days later, okay. uh, the uh, Denver newspaper, this is what I had to have my phone for. Oh, God, come back, phone. The Denver Republican ran a news story that was called The Work of Ghouls! Exclamation mark. Ooh. I'm into it. And in this uh, article, there's a bunch of shady shit. But one of the things they said was that... The line of desecrated graves at the southern boundary of the cemetery sickened and horrified everyone by the appearance they presented. Around well, the maybe it's time to stop watching an Irish guy exhume bodies, you idiots. Around the like edges. That, it turns out this is gross. Yeah. Around the edges. Shockingly. Were piled and broken coffins, rent and tattered shrouds and fragments of clothing Ugh. that had been torn from dead bodies all trampled into the ground by the footsteps of grave diggers like rejected junk. Oh. Oh. So they were- I have zero sympathy for these assholes. One, oh. they signed a bad contract yeah. with a guy who's a savvy businessman. Two, people are watching as an asshole digs people out of the ground. Yeah. Uh. So what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Idiots. So They were going to be good and noble and right. That's what I expected. I'm on they board. They were not. P- I'm on board with McGovern. People, people are, are shit. shit. Uh, so it's like that Slipknot song. So people equal shit. 
pretty much Listen right to it. So pretty much right after this uh, newspaper article was written, the uh, city of Denver canceled the contract with no. AP McGovern. Shockingly, their health department like started an investigation Jesus. into what was going on to try and clean up everything that happened. <laughs> That's a lot of but lawsuits, here's the man. Thing. This is bad, and it's full here's of smallpox. The they yeah. tried with mm-hmm. EP McGovern to mm-hmm. move all these bodies. To, mm-hmm. It didn't go well. No, it doesn't they sound were, like, like it did. Dragged through the muck in the press. They already had congressional approval to turn it into a park, so they just started turning it into a park. Oh! They just took the gravestones out. Dead bodies, be yeah. damned. Hell so yeah. in 1894, a year. It was really like six months after this whole like shenanigans with all the multi-coffin shit. Um, so in 1894, they began grading and leveling the park to try and like make it more flat. Um, and Measured it for swing sets. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> um, in 1902, they had finished leveling to the degree that they were taking all the tombstones. They were happy with the degree of leveling. They started bringing in trees and shrubs that they just planted in all the uh, graves that they had upended. Sure. They had all these holes in the ground. Love they it. said blueberry bush they fit perfectly yeah like fuck yeah. you dead Done. people so, i love this yeah so uh by the time the park was complete in 1907 they estimate there's still around 2,000 people oh, buried 2,000 dead people this oh, have been turned into God. blueberry bushes yeah. so oh 2,000 blueberry bushes. yeah 2,000 people blueberry bushes 2,000 veruca salts just just underneath the Don't eat those blueberries. Yes. So in and it was also Violet Beauregard, but that's fine. We'll move on. Oh, you're right. It's Violet Beauregard. You're right. In uh, 1909, (laughs) no, 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 no. no, no. In 1909, it became Cheeseman Park because the Cheeseman family, who was like a long-stated family within the city of Denver. Did they make cheese? They, I don't know what they did. They, they made, made money. Cheese. They printed fucking money. They, they printed money. They made cheese. a shit ton of money. All right. So they, they donated say this they made gigantic marble brie? pavilion of like bullshittery into the park. And they said, we'll build this giant marble Bullshit pavilion of bullshittery in the middle of the park if you rename the park Cheeseman Park. No. And the city said, cool. Dude. It was like, we would marble lo- bullshit? Yes. I so love we'll, marble bullshit. We'll do anything to yes. get that in our park. Exactly. <laughs> you know what goes great on top of 2,000 dead people? Marble, marble bullshit. Marble bullshit. <laughs> uh, so then it became Cheeseman Park, which it is to this day. Cheeseman Park. So in 1923, um, so when, when they originally were like, we are we're going to turn this into a park. You have to come get all your dead people. Mm-hmm. So like the Hebrew association and the Catholic archdiocese like bought sections of this, what was going to be a park mm-hmm. to like move all of their dead into one like corner. And like, gotcha. this is our like Catholic cemetery. Now it's going to be next to the park. Um, and then in the 1920s, 30s, all of those people decided, you know what? We don't really want our people next to a park anymore. No. So in 23, uh, the Hebrew Association of Denver sold back the land, oh. which is now uh, the reservoir that is oh, within Ches- Cheeseman Park. It's There's a reservoir? It's a reservoir. For, for water. Mm-hmm. So now all the people, people who live there? near Cheeseman Park have haunted water. I don't are think it's full dead- of water. I think it's just a, a, a valley. A I valley think, of dead I think people it's not, Because I don't think there's actually water in that park. Can there's you guarantee blood. that the people of Denver don't have haunted water? They have haunted I cannot them. guarantee you that. You can't guarantee I it. I cannot guarantee you that. You can't guarantee it. Oh. You know what? I think they do. I said it on the internet. Now it's true. Guess now what, motherfuckers? True. You're drinking ghosts. Haunted water. Ghost water. You're making beer with ghost water. Ghost. Next, next week on Booze and Brews, haunted water. Is it real? Does it exist? Yes. Tune in. And yes. 
Yes and yes. Ghost face water. Don't tune in next week. We just solved it. (laughs) So in 1930s, they the Chinese section of the of the uh, cemetery had originally been turned into like a tree nursery where they were like growing baby trees so they could put them into bigger on top of dead Chinese people. Yep. Oh, jeez. Um, and so in the 1930s, they said, you know what? All of our trees are pretty big now. We don't need a tree nursery anymore. So they turned it into part of the actual park. Oh, and God. Then in the 19- More swing sets. Yep. More And swings. then in the 1950s, the Catholic Archdiocese sold back their plot of land. Fuck you, dead And people. it's now the Denver Botanical Gardens. God. So they moved. Was, they st- was still air- with dead people? They, yes. quotes, moved their people. No, they didn't. They said that they did. No, they didn't. They didn't. moved all of their people. They're liars. Uh, they are liars because in 2000. 2008, they were trying to build a new parking structure on the space and oh, they God. found a bunch of human bones and coffins oh. which they removed and kept fucking building oh. and there is now a parking structure there god damn it people. i went to the parking structure my car started up and drove away yes that was fucked <laughs> on its own <laughs> um they find bones in this park all the time like the people who live in the fancy houses across the street because the houses have sort of encroached on the right, park right, over right. time that makes sense. they will say like we're gardening in the backyard and we find bones they like have the number to call the coroner comes gets the bones they're like it's 50 50 whether it's like animal bones or human bones but 50 percent of the time it's yeah. fucking human bones in your tomatoes one, one out of two bones you find is from a dude <laughs> yes so in 2010 they were digging a new irrigation system and they found 40 new bodies God damn it. oh that is gross they just picked Picked up, moved, and kept putting in sprinklers. (laughs) (laughs) So, as this entire park and reservoir and botanical gardens and marble bullshit full of bodies all built on top of, of dead people. Sure. You can imagine ghosts abound. Yeah, in the water supply. So there are a bunch of fucking ghost stories no, that come out of Ches- Cheeseman shit. Park. I keep wanting to call it Chessman because that sounds more dignified. It's not. It's, it's not. Cheeseman. Cheeseman. It's Cheeseman. It's H-E-E-S. Cheeseman. 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 So a lot of the stories are can be are, are like very generalized ghost experiences. So people will say like we're walking through the park and like the moonlight hit the grass and it looked like there were a bunch of fucking tombstones on the grass. So they'll see like the phantom tombstones as if it's still a cemetery. People who do not know this used to be a cemetery. The ghosts of old rocks. Yes. Go- rock ghosts. Rock ghosts. Um, That's a new one. I don't think we've ever had rock ghosts on the ghosts. podcast. <laughs> I like it. I like it's it. like frozen. The it's little new. like the little like uh, gnomes of rockiness oh, come yeah, out and sing a trolls. song. About, yeah, I'm into it. Um, I so it. people who don't know, again, people who don't know it used to be a cemetery will say like they have inexplicable feelings of grief or dread or sadness when they're walking around the park. They don't know why. They just don't mm-hmm. really like it. Right. Um, there are multiple. Uh, instances of people who are like laying down sunbathing on the grass and then as they go to sit up they feel like someone is physically pulling them back down into the yeah, grass I thought it was you like, live in you, grave you, yeah you're, you're, you're take you're just sunbathing and skeletal hands yeah. reach, reach up, up out of the soil grab and pull you, you yeah. down just, under, just you grab your tits and pull grab down grab your tits and pull down yep they're just copping a feel and yep. not letting you go Pervert skeletons. Yes. Are they real? So they Tune say, in. They say that's, Next a, Friday. that's a pretty common like a ghost story that comes up. Pervert uh, skeletons. Pervert, pretty common pretty, in Denver. Yes. Pervert <laughs> skeletons. Pretty common in Denver. Another one that's pretty skeletons common. Skeletons massaging their pubic bones. <laughs> <laughs> They're just giving them front rubs. Just front, front rubs. rubs. Skeletal front rubs. <laughs> Um, it's fine. It's human nature. It's fine. It's human. It's fine. Nature. Express it's yourself. Groovy exclamation point. Express yourself. Don't repress yourself. Um, Madonna said Madonna. that. 
Thanks, Madonna. So they also people also say that they hear, and I quote, uh, choruses of disembodied voices oh. groaning and whispering. No. That's no. zombies. Yeah. That's zombies, yeah. probably. Also, Walking Dead is real. People say as they're walking through the park, sometimes in the middle of the daytime, they will hear children giggling behind them. Fuck giggling. They turn around, no children. They keep fucking walking. Giggling children follow Fuck them. Giggling. Follow them through the whole fucking park. No. Just giggle, giggle, giggle. The giggling children shit is fucked up. That's yeah. unacceptable. That is That's unacceptable. Hey, ghosts, knock it off with the giggling yeah. children. Stop with the giggling. Very so, rude. So, this park said to be haunted from the moment they tried to yeah. uncemetery it. From hell to it's, high water. It's never a good idea to uncemetery something. <sighs> no. Um, so, back in the day, when all the fancy people in their mansions who said, we don't want a cemetery anymore, we want a park. Yeah. Uh, as they were turning said cemetery into park, mm-hmm. uh, they reported, uh, there were lots of like calls to the police that there were random people who were wandering about, quote, sad and confused... And they would knock on the doors and the windows of these houses oh. and ask, can I stay here for the night? No. I don't know where I am. And the people would be like, nah, dude. And then they would disappear. Whoa. The spirits of the dead. Yes. No, thank Knockity you. knocking. No, Now looking you. for a new place to rest their yes, soul. Because your white privilege upended them from their goddamn eternal resting place. I've Shit. noticed you've built a McMansion. <laughs> yes. Do you may have I a guest stay room? in your seventh Mom. guest room? No. No, you may not. No, you cannot. That's bullshit. It's <laughs> 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 a good ghost noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this, also a story of a grave digger whose name was like Tom something. But he was... Tom oh, Grave Digger. Tom, Tom Grave Tom, Digger. Tommy Tom, Grave Digger. Tom McGrave Diggerson. Um, he was working as one of the people who was digging up the old bodies, chopping them into pieces grave and digging. putting them in baby coffins. As you were. Um, a quality was, human. It, this was a job. He was hired to do this job, and he was doing it. He was a subcontractor. He, it's however, not his fault. He was fault. not a quality human being, because oh. he was also stealing things from the people he was digging oh, up out of the ground. No. He was like, well, I'm trouble to dig shit up. Yeah. Might so as what well he was doing was Get he paid. was prying the brass and gold uh, out of their like teeth. labels oh. and handles oh. off of the old coffins and stuffing them in his little pocket of ruse oh. and just put and then chopping bodies in half and putting them in baby coffins. <laughs> um, he's a so quality as he's human. like stealing a brass Jesus. like uh, like sign off of the side of a coffin. He feels someone grab his shoulder Damn from right. behind and he hears a voice say put it back oh, shit. and he turns around and there's no one fucking you there. put yeah. that shit back so he put it all back and he quit and he never went back to work jesus christ um what's so, what you get for being a dirtbag yeah, don't be so, a dirtbag so this is this is like it has been haunted since the day they tried since to day one. this place is filthy with ghosts yes so God, they say the nowadays down. ghosts all the way down yeah ghosts all the way down Jeez. Um, so nowadays they're oh, wait. Oh, cheese. No cheese. Cheapers. Cheese. Cheese. Creepers. Creepers. Um, so there are cheesepers. Creepers. There are multiple cold spots that occur in high fives. High fives. Quinn high fives. Quinn high fives. Um, there are multiple cold spots that occur within the main path through the park. There's like a main like east to west thoroughfare. Just chilly. And there's like three spots that are very specific and like lots of people talk about it on the internet. And they're like they're like it's by this street and this. I don't know. I don't fucking live in Denver. So there's three very specific parts. <laughs> shit dick and cocksucker Mc- Avenue. Yeah, exactly. It's on the corner of shit dick and cocksucker. Um, so they say these spots are it's always It's a beautiful cold. neighborhood. Yes, it's beautiful. 
Um, really been gentrified in the last few years. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck that. Now we call it cocksucre. <laughs> cocksucre. Um, <laughs> it's the Carnegie of Denver. <laughs> That's good. Um, so they, there's these three very specific hole spots that people will walk through day or night, and they're like, it is always significantly colder there so in the winter time it's fucking freezing you can't get warm if even you stop colder there. than normal yeah yeah in the summertime you will catch a chill as you walk through it is like an unnatural cold and there's no reason for it it's not and like you divot or anything yes it's just these three very specific cold spots along this main path through the park sure um there's also i found online i found on a, the internet on the stop internet. it bob i'll stop I found, do you don't have to stop? You I can. won't. <laughs> there is a blog of a guy who is a night security guard at the Denver Botanical Gardens, and he has been for over two years. Ah. And he blogs all of the paranormal things that he has had happen to him oh, all the time working there. And there is a nice. ton of them. There are dozens and dozens of different experiences that is he it like, a good details blog? out. Not really. Oh. I don't recommend you read it all. It's a lot He's of bullshit. He's not a good writer. It's, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not well put together. But... Highlights from his blog include multiple sightings of discernible human figures. Like he can tell what clothes they are wearing, the color of the clothes, like what they look like, oh, how wow. big they are. Like no. like corporeal almost visages of dead people. He also, because he's worked there for a long time, and he will try and talk to these ghostly figures when they appear. They now know who he is. So he says sometimes when he's walking through at night, will he just hear them whispering his name? Oh, shit. Yes. Really? Yeah. No. He also has... Um, he, That's Paul Blart. Like, there's Paul three, Blart Mall Cop. There's Paul three, Blart Mall Cop. There's three very specific instances that he claims were captured on a uh, security camera, but the Botanical Gardens have never released them because they don't want them They've to... They've destroyed the tape. They there don't want them to know that it's haunted. Deep state. But there's one where he... <laughs> so he's in he's yes. in his like guard office, and he just keeps the keys in the door sure. at his guard office or whatever so he can get like himself out pretty easily. Yeah. yeah, you do. Super safe. It's a botanical garden who's breaking in. Yeah, right. nobody. Um, but he said he was other, walking... Other plants. Yeah, he was walking towards the door and like moving his hand as if he was going to take the keys and unlock the door and the keys flew out of the door and several feet behind him. Oh, shoot. They just like rocketed themselves out They're of the like, door. Nope, nope, just shot get to out go. of the lock. There is... Whoa. He has an instance where he had a friend there, like, visiting him, I guess, and she was wearing, like, a specific pendant, like a moonstone pendant or something that had some sort of religious iconography on it. Moonstones. And a ghost, she said she suddenly felt super cold and then felt like someone was picking up the necklace and it floated in the air as if the ghost looked at it and then put it back. Was like... Nah. I had one just like this before that bastard stole it from me. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Um, That's creepy. There's also an instance of he was just walking through doing his rounds or whatever, and he felt like two very strong hands grabbed him and pulled him backwards into what was the boiler room of the no. botanical garden. Boiler rooms and are evil. He, and there's no yeah. one there. And it was just a dark room and he like freaked the fuck out and he had to like kick the door and finally he like got his senses and opened the door and he went back and looked back at the footage and he was like, yes, it looks as if there's no you one there. Nuts. No one grabs him, but it looks as if he is suddenly grabbed and shoved backwards into wow. the room of the boiler room, which shuts behind him, and then he had trouble getting that door open. This guy keeps working there. He doesn't work there anymore. Oh, he what? worked there for two years. He, he worked there for He's two like, years. This place is too gross yes, and weird. Yes, he doesn't work there anymore. 
Okay. Um, I think that was sort of his like Breaking tipping point, point where yeah. he was like, nah, dude, if you mean me harm, you want to whisper my name, that's cool. That's what? cool. Like, Don't mind it. his chair would move and like shit would move around the room. All right, like guys, real funny. But like, right. you to sit down, me, you pull, pull me into a dark, scary room that I then become locked in. I'm done with you. I'm done. Yeah, I get it. Um, so they say that if you are walking through the park... And you know what the park used to be a cemetery. Right. There are specific parts of the park which you can look up online and figure out what they are. They're like geographically. Again, I don't live in fucking Denver. I'm not going to give you streets. Google it. <laughs> um, fucking Google Denver. Yeah. You but, got. We've all got Google. Yeah. But there are spots within the park that if you look, you can see very easily discernible large rectangles of grass that sit about an inch lower than the rest of the grass around it. Really? Like it's a coffin and the body and the wood has it's settled over settled time. And sink. so it is lower than the rest. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, so there are these like distinct sunken rectangles of dead people. No. Can you see them from space? <laughs> Probably not. Okay, well. Oh, well, then it's not worth it. Then it's yeah. not worth it. Don't go. Don't um, go to Cheeseman Park. This is stupid. Two of the main ghosts that they that people see there all the time. One is one they call Lenny. a singing woman. Oh. She loves singing. Um, yes. So she is a beautiful, uh, they think, Irish immigrant woman. She has long flowing red hair. Um, she there once a- was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> she wears a haunting gown. Yes. Um, In the so, traditional haunting yeah, gown. The traditional haunting gown. <laughs> um, she wanders around the park at night just sort of like singing to herself and just like walking around like having a lovely evening stroll I'm a ghost Um, and if you walk towards her and like try and grab her attention she looks at you and then poofs away oh no thank you no, I don't like no. it. That's it. She it's better than her face turning into a horrifying. No, no, no. no. That's she true. just says death and she dismemberment. Just said, I was just out on a midnight stroll, just trying to fucking sing some Lenny Kravitz to myself, and you sneak it up I'm on an me. I'm American I'll woman. Poof away. I will poof away. Yeah. You, she said, "I'm an American woman. Stay away from me." Fly away. Yeah, with you. What's, yeah, she pull, will fly quit away. Pulling my haunting robe, <laughs> I shall disappear. I'll disappear into the night air. Into the night. Um, I want to fly away. I want to fly. <laughs> With um, you. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> She's a leprechaun ghost. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and the most common ghost, and I think kind of the creepiest ghost, is this guy that they call Slackjaw. 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 So he is an adult male. He is tall and pale and very thin. Um, and he appears to have a broken jaw. So his jaw sort of hangs to one side. That's Would, why they call him Slackjaw. I was going to say, it sounds like his jaw may be yes. slack. It's, it's uh, a pretty slack named. jaw as yeah. far as jaws go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he is wearing a hospital gown that is just fucking covered in blood. Gross. And he walks around the park and people will see him and be like, Hey buddy. Oh my God. Are you okay? Your jaw looks slack and you were gross. You are covered in fucking blood. You're in a hospital gown. Do you need help? Did you murder a man? And he will ask them for a cigarette. Um, Like you do. And if they try and give it to him, he disappears. If they're like, we don't have a cigarette. Do you need help? Do you need me to like call the police or whatever? He says, No. I was in the hospital and they kicked me out because I didn't have any money. So I can't go back America. to the hospital. America. But have you seen them? And they're Ooh. like, who is them? And they're like, and then the slack jaw will say, them is the ones that stabbed me. They stabbed me 15 times Ooh. and I'm looking for them. And then he will warn the people, if you see them, like stay away from them, they're bad people, but I'm going to find them and I'm going to give them what for. Oh. And then he like wanders away into the mist and disappears. Oh, Has any, what I want to know is if somebody who walks through that graveyard says, I stabbed you. Oh, I don't know. What happened? I don't know that you want to do that. You don't yes. want to do that. Yes. 
No, you, know you don't want to know. You know what? I bet three people have, and they didn't come back. Yeah, no, exactly. they're right. dead now. Yeah. Now they're their own. Now they're slack oh. rib and slack leg bone. Like they're yeah, just they're all now. ghost in the bark now. Yeah, because yeah, now. now it's all like. Hey, can I have a cigarette? I'm like, no, nah, man, but we got a joint because it's legal in the Denver. Yeah. That's my stone guy voice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so apparently he walks the park almost every night looking for the people who stabbed him and trying to warn off people who are in the park. And you're not supposed to be in the park after dark. There is a curfew at sundown. You're supposed to leave right. the park. Yeah. Uh, right. But apparently the park is also a place where people meet up for random sex acts. So lots of people Surgers. are in the park after dark. Hell yeah. Um, Craigslist Some abounds. bloody dude walks by while you're fucking just like, I got a cigarette. Like, yeah. ah! He's like, sorry, I'm smoking something else right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm smoking this pole. <laughs> smoking this pole. <laughs> Thank you for completing that joke with me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so apparently Slackjaw, the blowjob giver, uh, walked around this park at night looking for the men who have stabbed him 15 times in his bloody hospital gown. Oh, um, thank you. So that is the story of Cheeseman Park and and, and, and dark blowjobs. Yay, dark, dark blowjobs. <laughs> Imagine, um, if you will, a dark, dark blowjob. <laughs> a dark and stormy night. Nah. With a dark blowjob. Blow a vampire sucking your penis. What? I don't think people would enjoy that. No. I don't think so <laughs> either. Super sharp. <laughs> um, so the beer that I have to go along with it is I gone. Picked, I picked a New Belgium beer, which New Belgium is a... Uh, Fort a, Collins. It is a Fort Collins, so it is a... Sure. a uh, Colorado Brewery and they are also opening a outpost within Denver proper. Oh. Uh, Fort Collins is also super fucking close to Denver. Sure. Um, we have a friend that lives in Fort Collins. Hi, Hi. friend. Um, so I picked New Belgium's Juicy Watermelon which is their seasonal summer ale. It's a watermelon lime ale and I picked it because it seems like Cheeseman Park is the kind of place where you would go and have like a family picnic sure. and yeah. bring watermelon yes. and see a dick sucking ghost. <laughs> That's what I feel like happens. <laughs> Absolutely. So I picked a Colorado beer. Absolutely. For, I, I picked the kind of Colorado beer you want to suck dick after you drink. Dick, dick sucking ghost. <laughs> dick mm-hmm. sucking beer for dick sucking ghost. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. God. Mm-hmm. So, Ectoplasm. So, Bob. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, the beer. Oh, no, read the beer. It's yeah, a good yeah. beer. It's good. It's a good beer. It tastes it says, like watermelon. Cool off with this refreshing, fruity summer beer brewed mm-hmm. with watermelon and limes. Yep. It's self explanatory. It in tastes the name. like a beer with Jolly Rancher in it. Yep. It's a, a little, little on bit. the sweet side. Yeah. The watermelon comes in a little artificially flavored. Yeah. yeah. It does taste better, we discovered, if you pour it in a glass than yeah. you yes. drink it out of the bottle. I was Absolutely. like, I don't trust this beer. I think it, it tasted more like an actual watermelon when I put it into a glass. However, it still was a little sweet and a little artificial. Yeah, yeah. and it was weird. Smidgen. It to me hits a little bit like Twenty First Amendment's Heller High Watermelon. Yes. Yeah. It has Absolutely. a very reminiscent flavor to that, which is not a bad flavor. Which is weird because it's, you have to it's be brewed in the mood with actual it. watermelons, well, which is what's I, confusing. But I feel like lots of beer that's brewed with actual fruit tastes like a candied version of that yeah. fruit mm. because I think they put so much of it in or they put the juice in and not the thing. I don't know. Because they're know. like, we need it to taste like the thing that yeah. we say. We, I think yeah. they, they should have we, stopped the watermelon at 10. They turned it up to 11. 11. Maybe they didn't. We've sold don't these people it. a bill of watermelon goods. And they're going to expect these watermelon goods. Yeah, exactly. If the people want watermelon, we, we're going to give it to them. We're going to give it to them. Yeah. 
I, get I don't that. really taste the liminess. No, I don't I either. Very it's more strong watermelon. Yeah. yeah, but it's a very nice pale. It goes down easy. Yeah, yeah very easy. Um, really easy. Melly drinking. called it a porch pounder. We've also been eating because we've had some beer, so we we're trying to sober up. I'm a trying bit. to sober yeah. up a bit. So we're drinking. We're drinking. We're, we're eating drinking some, jalapeno some pretzels. Jalapeno pretzels. And the uh, sweetness of the watermelon beer cuts through the spicy jalapeno flavor. Very well. Yeah, very so well, if you, if you well. have a bag of Snyder's of Hanover jalapeno <laughs> pretzel bites right. and you're drinking this here new Belgium juicy watermelon Please beer, do, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be in for a real nice afternoon in your mouth. That's it's right. Such, it's gonna it, be a good mouth afternoon. It is, mouth a, it is a wonderful mouth. Saturday afternoon in the summertime, man. Or a Sunday afternoon <laughs> or, in the end of the summer. Yeah. Whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. It's real good. I feel like if you were eating like a spicy fish taco. Oh, it's good. And you wanted to have something to like. To cut, cut through, it, through it. It's delicious. Drink some Jolly Rancher watermelon. Yeah. That's right. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the Newcastle Brown <sighs> Ale is my favorite of the two beers. Uh, and I did like it quite a bit. Beer. Again, it, it, it harkens back to an older times. Old when Bob, older and Bob times. Older and Bob times when my band used to be playing around LA. We'd right. be drinking Newcastle, right. singing old songs. Ye old, ye old Bob. Bob. But I love the story of Dick sucking Slackjaw. That is great. The idea that you'd be walked up on by this broken, drawed ass asshole covered in blood while you're trying to get, while, while you're just trying to get that Trying to get some strange. What? Yeah, trying to get some strange out of the bed. Try to get but your then, dick wet. Sweet D wet. Molly Brown is a badass. Molly Brown is badass. Molly it. And she's great. I love Molly. But I hate Titanic. That movie's fucking terrible. I think I gotta give it to Vanessa. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Once again, my incredibly Damn it, James Cameron. My incredibly mysterious grading I process. Know. You gotta come in strong with the dick sucking. That's yeah. what you gotta do. I didn't. <laughs> I, I had thought no it was dick linked to the beer, but apparently there is a ratio of beer to dick sucking. Dick sucking. Yeah. That, uh, that, that dick changes. sucking in bad movies. It's so, yeah, it's you know. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, the, you have to have enough enough good dick sucking stories to overwhelm the James Cameron ness right. of your story. Right, right, yeah, right. Exactly. That's what exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you all for listening. Yes, yeah, thank you for wonderful. listening. It was a good Drunken story. episode. Yeah. We're going to be back next week yeah. with another two parter. Oh, yeah, but the, so but but the, the week after this will be like the the not off the rails version. Yeah, so so you'll have you'll have a podcast. A mom week. will come out less. Yeah, yeah, you'll have so you'll good have, week, you'll bad have, week, good week, bad week. Yeah, that's pretty uh, good week, bad week. You'll have six in a row. Yeah. What you're gonna get. Uh, yeah, uh, so enjoy these ups please. and downs, peaks and troughs. Yeah, pluses and minuses. Pluses and minuses. Yeah, fine. Vanessa inappropriately talking about genocide happens it's, when you have happens. a lot of beer. So yes, we've all been there. If you. <laughs> Oddly enough, if you like this, um, if you like this podcast, train wreck of a shit show, <laughs> you should email us at boozingbrewspodcast at gmail We will write you back. We will yeah, write we you back will if you, you if grams. you send us suggestions for a podcast. We will do it. We will, and we will send you golden grams. So send us your podcast well, right. info. Next week we will be doing haunted New Orleans. Yeah, yes, thank because you, of uh, because of listener Kara. Again, we didn't do it this week because we had to double up today, and we didn't get your suggestion until it was too late. No, and we're drunk and we don't care. About yeah, anything. we're drunk and we don't care that <laughs> yeah. much. Um, so yes well, you're not lying please also <laughs> live um, your truth man that's live right your truth. follow us on the various social medias that we have we a lot of social media accounts social medias we are on the what about Twitter we're on the booze Twitter and booze and brews booze and brews that's easy to we're remember we're on the Facebook we're also at booze and brews no 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 no, no hang on hang yes, on dear. I yes. hear it changes for some of the other social media it does uh, so on what about Instagram, Instagram only we're on booze and brews podcast on the instagram which is very similar to our email address yeah yeah and, and by the way as we've said before <laughs> please rate review and subscribe nice. subscribing and rate and reviewing oh my on, god uh, it like 
boosts us. It makes people. It helps. Like, it, it helps people find. Yeah, it's like fine. when you do it, it like it t- puts us in better rankings and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it helps other fuckos find us and enjoy yeah. us as That's, you do. So yeah. if you want to spread some you good in the yeah. world, spread some good in the world as opposed to the shit that exists in the world yeah. right now. Great review. You're like, hey, I like your show. I want you guys to have some level of success. All you got to do is put us a uh, a review Simple. up on iTunes. You know how to do it. That's yeah. right. You've got an iPhone. You've do got it. Yeah. iTunes. Or if we put you in a good mood in an otherwise shitty world and you want other people to enjoy that, pay it forward. Pay it, pay it forward. Pay it a review. Tell everybody about it. We'd love it. So, on the iTunes we love or you. the Stitcher, anywhere. The, the Stitcher is Maximus. Temporarily. Yeah. SoundCloud until they until, until that they goes away. Go under. Yeah, until they sink, unlike the unsinkable Molly Brown. That's yeah. right. Molly Brown um, should hey probably yo. run SoundCloud that to fix good, it. That was good, but I'm maybe, so, yeah. move, maybe migrating. We'll keep you updated. <laughs> we'll let you know. So, until next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, cheers. cheers.